Today on We Hear, Gigi Hadid has a date with her ex, Zayn Malik, and possibly Harvey Weinstein. While Kaya Gerber suns herself in Miami, Pete Davidson is MIA. And was Meghan Markle hinting at Megxit ages ago through her fashion choices? Bam! Coming up next on We Hear. Oh my god. We're on page six? Yeah. No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Ian Moore. And I'm Alana Fishman, Page Six's style editor. And I'll be filling in for Maggie while she's on vacation. Welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Welcome, Alana, to Page Six. Thanks. Or wait, Page Six? I work at Page Six. We're at Page Six. So welcome to We Here of Page Six Podcast. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Totally. I am too because you, as you said in your introduction, are our Page Six style editor. And luckily, the stories that we just happen to have today have a lot of style elements in them and stylish people. It's a happy accident. (laughs) Or did I plan it that way? Totally. It's very Machiavellian. Should we jump into our first story? Let's do it. Is there anything you want to add on the record or off before we start? (laughs) Might be afraid to, but I'm excited. (laughs) Great. Okay, so we've had a couple different intersecting stories about supermodel Gigi Hadid recently. One is that she may be back together with her ex-boyfriend, Zayn Malik, formerly of One Direction. Exactly. Gasp. And then double gasp. She's actually shown up as a potential juror in the Harvey Weinstein trial, which is like pretty mind-blowing to have, I don't know, like we usually would do, we've done items about Sarah Jessica Parker on jury duty and various like, you know, Carly Claw showing up for jury duty. But in this case, it's like a model showing up for jury duty and she's potentially on the Harvey Weinstein case. The trial of the century. Exactly. Totally. So reporters covering the trial were shocked when they brought in a bunch of potential jurors out of over 100 potential jurors were there. And one of them who came in on one panel was was Gigi Hadid. According to our report, Gigi Hadid strolled into Manhattan court Monday to be considered as a juror in the sex assault case of Harvey Weinstein. She was wearing an oversized men's blazer over a white shirt, and she sauntered into the jury pool with 119 other prospective panelists on the fifth day of jury selection in the case. And she stood up and introduced herself as Jelena Hadid, which is her real name. Did you know Believe that? Believe it or not, it's true. It's true. I didn't even know that was Bella her real is name. Isabella. Really? I <laughs> thought it was really. The more you know. Gigi, exactly. So when the judge asked the jury if anyone in the case had met, you know, him or the defendant in the case or the accusers or anyone involved, Gigi Hadid raise your hand. And she said that she had met the defendant. But the thing that was surprising to me is that when the judge asked her, do you think you can be fair and impartial in this case? She replied, yes. And he then read a list of more than 80 names of potential witnesses and people who could be referenced during the testimony in the case, including Selma Hayek, Charlize Theron, and Rosie Perez, and asked if any of the jurors knew them. And she raised her hand and said, she's met Selma Hayek. But then when the judge asked if she would be able to be fair and impartial, she said, again, I think I'm still able to keep an open mind on the facts. Most people want to get out of jury duty. Usually you'd use any excuse, you know, any connection to the case. 
But are you impressed that Gigi Hadid actually wants to be on this trial? Also, this could take a long time. Wouldn't this get in the way of her shoots and commitments and Instagrams and... I mean, I was an alternate on a jury once for four days and it just turned my life upside down. So I, <laughs> this trial is going to go on for months. Um, I was thinking about this. Like, first of all, imagine if you are randomly called for jury duty, you go in and the trial you're being considered for is Harvey Weinstein's. And then imagine what would have to happen, how the stars would have to align if you were Gigi Hadid. And that that was the case. I can't believe it. I also was under the impression, maybe this was totally wrong, that if you know somebody involved in the case, you're automatically disqualified. But I guess that's not so. Yeah, I I think if I were the prosecution in this case, I would be I'd be doing everything I could to have Gigi Hadid stay on this trial because I feel like she would be someone who would, I don't know, like be someone who's sort of familiar with this world and the players would actually be somehow to their advantage. I'm sure that Harvey Weinstein's team is trying to get her kicked off the case, I would assume. Yeah, I think I would bet. I would bet that it would work out really badly for them if she stays, but I hope she does. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, what she wears next to jury duty, what her jury duty looks will be. She kicked it off with a very resp- like a uh, very appropriate court appropriate blazer and pant combo. So, um yeah. Court style. Cardi B might have some competition. Right. That's true. Right. Uh, Other people we see in court, although Cardi B is usually in court as the uh, the defendant in the case rather than on the other side. Very stylish. defendant. Yeah. The stylish defendant. Um, So Gigi Hadid has also been in the news while she's by day. She's going to jury duty at the Harvey Weinstein trial. But by night, she seems to have been spending time with her ex, Zane Malik. Oh, Pillow talk all over again. <laughs> right, exactly. He <laughs> An underrated bop. So do you, were you a One Direction A Directioner? <laughs> were you a Directioner? Because I know that you're a major Taylor Swift fan. I am a huge Taylor Swift fan. Swifty till the day I die. Um, one Direction, I like their music. Um, I don't consider myself a Directioner. And actually, Niall would be my favorite of the boys. Wow. Um, but Love Harry, Zayn, I mean probably has the best voice out of all of them. So I I really liked him with Gigi, and I'm very intrigued to see them back together. Maybe back together, out together. Allegedly back together. So basically, we had reported that over the weekend, um, Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik were seen, according to our sources, in a private room at Il Buco, very Mm. nice Italian restaurant, at a birthday celebration for her mother, Yolanda, of the real... Housewives, formerly of the Real Housewives. Formerly, I don't watch Real Housewives, and that's I can't. I think formerly the Real Lyme disease sufferer, Yolanda Hadid, um, at Il Buco, and the other guests at Il Buco. So Gigi brought Zayn Malik. So it seems like that would be pretty serious to bring your ex-boyfriend to your mom's birthday. That's not really a first date after a break type, you know. Right. Or you'd be kind of freaked right out if you were like, hey, we're going to go out. We're just going to stop by my mom's birthday. Um, Isabella, as you just told me, Hadid was also there. Bella Hadid. And then um, their brother, Anwar Hadid's girlfriend, Dua Lipa. L- Dua Lipa. Of new rules and don't start now fame. 
So then the next night, our sources told us that Zane and Jelena, aka Gigi, were out again but at 11 Madison Park, which is a very lovely, fancy restaurant. Um, fancy for a second date post-break. Right, exactly. And they were there together, but having like an intimate dinner for two. But you had noticed that there was sort of an interesting fashion twist on this whole thing with these two dates. Yes. So we at Page Six Style like to play what we call fashion detective, which is just tracking down exactly what celebrities are wearing and what the meaning of those clothing choices might be. Um, And on Sunday, this is crazy, um, Gigi, or no, sorry, Dua, Dua Lipa, was out to brunch in New York wearing this sort of like very futuristic stitched black tank top by a brand called Orson Iris. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, And then... For the date at 11 Madison Park later, Gigi wore the same exact shirt. So that makes me wonder whether, you know, Gigi and Dua, who are clearly friends, clearly, you know, share a lot besides the love for Anwar, um, might be sharing a closet, sharing clothes. Did, you know, Dua step out to brunch in this tank top and be like, hey, girl, want to wear this later? Well, you get to get back together with your ex. Um, (laughs) It's just crazy for, you know, we do a lot of, we have a, a series called Double Take, where we just, you know, that's our kind of take on who wore it better, who wore it best. And rarely do you see two celebrities, let alone two who, you know, were both at Yolanda Hadid's birthday party, wearing the same thing within 24 hours of each other. Right. Or maybe they're just getting, you know, the same swag. That's also a solid guess. And I should mention... I should mention that both of them accessorized with the same uh, rhinestone-covered Alexander Wang bag, which was almost certainly gifted to both of them because they're both in kind of like the Alex Wang inner circle. Right. Um, so do you have an opinion about who did wear it better or is it just like a toss-up in this case? We, we like to avoid pitting them, to get, p- pitting them <laughs> against each other when it comes to style. Um, I personally preferred how Gigi styled it. Sorry, mm. Jelena, we're using full names <laughs> right, on, this, yeah, yeah. on this episode of We Here. She wore it with these sort of black and white side stripe pants, mm. a really cool like flowing satin coat. It was very dramatic. I like the head-to-toe black for New York. She looked like a chic city girl who just like happens to be fulfilling her jury duty. Totally. I love the term, by the way, you said fashion detective. And I always think of myself like I have always been a reporter who's only covered things that involve like past hors d'oeuvres. Like or I, like I've never been embedded, you know, on the front lines in like Afghanistan. There's always been sort of, I don't know, it's always kind of a frivolous party thing. But I like fashion detective is a good term. So Gigi Hadid was dating previously one of the Bachelorette contestants. You're a Bachelorette expert. I I am a proud member of Bachelor Nation. Not in that I've appeared on the show, but I (laughs) religiously, that'd be cool. There's always Cool thing to drop here. Um, No, but I religiously watched the show. Um, So yeah, she was linked to Tyler Cameron, who was one of the three runner-ups or the three finalists on Mm. Hannah Brown's season, which was the most recent uh, Bachelorette. Got it. And so it's, I mean, maybe it's a bad idea to get back together with your ex, but I feel like Zayn Malik is a step up from a Bachelorette dude. I was very surprised when I heard that she was with Tyler. I was like, you know, you are just going for it, dude. Like, I, you know, I w- good for him. <laughs> you can get Gigi. But yeah, Zane, Zane seems like more of a, an obvious choice if we're talking about, you know, Hollywood hierarchy. Right. Well, we'll see if it lasts 
And if she lasts through the Harvey Weinstein trial, I'm hoping she makes it onto the jury. Now that Megxit is happening and Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have quit the royal family and Meghan Markle's already decamped for Canada, she bailed on the conference call with the Queen. She's already moving on to her post Megxit life. But it seems like Meghan could already have her post-Megxit life lined up. There are reports that she is doing a voiceover in a Disney film, that she kept her old Hollywood agent at Gersh, that she could even have some deals with some fashion brands now. Yeah, so we covered this on on page six style, but um, The Sun had this amazing report from a few days ago about how Megan is working with top fashion labels to secure lucrative deals for her post-Megxit life. A source told The Sun, quote, Megan is very connected in the fashion industry, and there are a lot of major labels who would like to partner with her on projects. There have already been active discussions with Givenchy, which, of course, is her wedding dress designer and has dressed her many times since. Some of these deals could be worth millions of pounds. I'm sure she is going to link some of these initiatives to their foundation, which of course is their Sussex Royal Foundation, for which they trademarked recently, well not recently, back in June, they trademarked over 100 items for their Sussex Royal brand, kind of like laying the groundwork for a potential financial empire maybe under their own names. They trademarked it for use on everything from books and stationery to conferences and seminars to clothing, which is a particular interest to me. Right. (laughs) Um, Possible, you know, more Meghan Markle fashion ventures down the line. But yeah, um, it's she's you know, Meghan's always been such a fashion influencer since she first was linked with. Uh, linked to Prince Harry, and even before when she was, you know, just an actress working on suits um, with her own lifestyle blog. So I, it makes perfect sense that she would finally want to cash in on the influencer status that she's had for years and was never able to because of her ties to the royal family. Right. It seems like the rules that she had to abide by as a royal were really holding her back from doing some of these things that came more naturally to her. Like she got in hot water or maybe a jewelry designer named Jen Meyer got in hot water for posting some Instagram shots of Megan wearing her jewelry. But Jen Meyer isn't just any jewelry designer. She's the daughter of Ron Meyer, the big universal executive. She's the ex-wife of Tobey Maguire. She's very plugged into Hollywood And she got in this embarrassing thing with Meghan Markle by, you know, posting her wearing the jewelry and then the the palace objected and said that Jen Meyer's brand had signed an NDA. And it it ended up in this whole big kind of embarrassing misunderstanding between the two. So I guess now Meghan Markle doesn't have to worry about all that stuff anymore. Yeah. So as um, a, a senior member of the royal family, she was strictly forbidden from sort of engaging in any sponsored content, in doing any marketing really for anything other than her patronages and, and you know, her charities that she worked with. So I wouldn't be surprised if she, re, you know, she and Harry are going to rewrite these rules now that they're taking um, more junior, you know, distanced roles. The other thing is, as royals, she and Harry couldn't accept any freebies from brands or designers. And I wouldn't be surprised if that sort of lifts now that they're out on their own. Um, And, you know, I can only imagine how many designers want to send Megan free stuff for her to wear and be photographed in. So, 
yeah, it's it's a brave new world for Megan. Yeah, I, it's as you were talking about that, I just was envisioning her showing up at, you know, the Met Gala and like she's going to be showing up. I assume at all these events wearing, you know, dresses and everyone's going to be watching what she's going to wear. And I can imagine she'll jump to the top of sort of interest in the fashion world or at least people who follow fashion of what what event she's going to show up at, what she's going to wear. And she's always been such a heavily watched figure in the fashion space. I mean, every year she tops the list of, you know, celebrities who drive search and sales for brands. Um, The main difference now, as you said, is she can go to more red carpet events if she so chooses. So far, I think we only really, the only real crossover we saw with Megan at a fashion event was at the British Fashion Awards when she presented Claire Waite Keller of Givenchy, Givenchy coming back, um, with the Designer of the Year Award. And I think, you know, she was allowed to kind of make that surprise appearance and present her with the award because she had such a personal tie to the designer. Um, but yeah, Megan at the Met Gala would be, uh, can you just see, I, I mean, I could just see them doing like a British fashion retrospective and having Megan as co-chair. Totally. Anna Winter, I know you're listening. She's a very Do big it, Anna. podcast follower. And you reported as well that there may have been some hints in what Megan was wearing leading up to Megxit of like what her mindset was like you were you're not only a fashion detective but you're a fashion psychiatrist in as well sense. right so <laughs> I try. You, so your analysis through her sorry so your sartorial freudian analysis of Megan told you what so here's the thing Back when she first got together with Harry and particularly starting at the royal wedding, she stepped out in this constant parade of like really gorgeous, very expensive, often bespoke designer clothes from Givenchy, Carolina Herrera, um, Stella McCartney, Valentino. It was just endless. And, you know, she got a lot of flack for wearing such an expensive wardrobe. There are all these reports that, you know, within her first few months of being a royal, she had amassed a $1 million wardrobe. More recently, really starting this summer, she's toned it down a lot. She's gone for, you know, much many more high street looks from places like H&M. Massimo Dutti was a brand that she wore, you know, very recently, that sort of head-to-toe monochromatic camel and brown look um, right before Megxit was announced. And re-wearing a lot of what's already in her wardrobe, stepping out in looks we've already seen before and, you know, kind of shopping her own closet, as fashion folks say. So, you know, who's to say that that wasn't sort of sending a message to the palace, like, I don't need you funding my wardrobe. I can kind of wear what I already have. And then once I make my own money, I'll get a whole new wardrobe. (laughs) Maybe we'll see her turn back to, you know, designer pieces once Megxit is finalized, however long that should take. Damn. Today I shopped just my own drawer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we shop our closets (laughs) daily. Right, exactly. Sometimes I'll even shop my hamper. From actual royalty to fashion royalty, uh, Kaya Gerber, the daughter of Cindy Crawford. Legend. A legend, arguably a fashion royal, the queen of something. Queen of the catwalk. Queen of the Catwalk, Kaya Gerber was spotted in Miami, but she wasn't with Pete Davidson. So she, so there was a story that was out there that Kaya Gerber was with two friends, two male friends, 
um, gay male friends. Her besties. Her besties. And they were everywhere in Miami together. They were seen, page six reported, at the W South Beach hanging by the pool. She was clutching a, a novel by Mario Vargas Losa called The Bad Girl. And she and her buddies were also biking on Ocean Drive, doing Pilates, hanging out at the hotel bar called Irma's, and posting some racy selfies. Hmm. Yeah, but she wasn't with Pete Davidson. So the thing about this story is that, yeah, Kaya Gerber hanging out with her friends, but where is Pete Davidson? It's brought up some questions because you might remember that on SNL, he kind of hinted on the Eddie Murphy episode that he might be headed to rehab. Mm -hmm. He said he was going to take a vacation, but it was the kind that you pay for and they take away your phone and your shoelaces. Sounds telling. Sounds telling. And then, right, there was some sort of weirdo situation, which is the last time that anybody saw Pete Davidson, where he was having an alleged intense conversation with Kaya Gerber's dad, at her Randy Gerber, at her apartment. And then Randy Gerber was reportedly seen on the sidewalk outside afterward recounting this weird conversation that he had with his daughter's boyfriend, Pete Davidson, to... Queen of the Catwalk, Cindy Crawford, and telling her he seems, you know, on edge. And then the last we saw of Pete Davidson, he was fleeing the scene and ran into a car and, and took off. And there are even reports out that the relationship between Kaya Gerber and Pete Davidson is cooling off while he takes a break to concentrate on his mental health issues. Although you as a fashion detective have found Pete Davidson somewhere else. I'll tell you where he is. Uh, Alexander Wang dropped a new ad a couple days ago that features Pete on a motorcycle, posing in a leather jacket and some jeans. Page six collaborator Alexander Wang. That's right. Alexander Wang did a collection, a men's collection inspired by page six. We love him over here. I got none of the clothes. Zero. So I don't know whether they just chose the timing for this ad drop very carefully, but Kai is not the only one biking around, let's say. Pete's in this ad. He um, he actually had worked with Alex Wang before. He made a cameo appearance at his runway show back in May. And it was actually at that show that he reportedly first met Kaya. So Alexander Wang has played a very important role in their courtship, which, you know, made headlines the next day like crazy. So I guess they decided to team up again. But yeah. Well, Pete Davidson does seem to be the ultimate Alexander Wang oh, yes. face, right? Scumbro style, as they say. Scumbro. I like that's that. That's the official verbiage. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my new... Face. That's your new look. My new face tattoo. <laughs> exactly. Um, scumbro. It's also mm-hmm. like a... It's it sort of great. fits in with like the Jonah Hill school of, you know, tie-dyed shirts and like jeans and beanies. Kind of like you didn't try, but you kind of threw together some really interesting looking pieces. Right. Th- so those are the staples of scumbro fashion? I think so. I'm, n- I'm not an expert on scumbro per se, but I know that... Pete is considered a style influencer in many circles. Another Pete Davidson style that um, he always does is he does the thing where he he carries the fanny pack. Oh, yeah. You know, like or he puts he actually does. He doesn't even put it around like his shoulder and he doesn't wear around his waist. He's just always like carrying a fanny pack with like him. a purse, like a purse. Exactly. Um, and one thing that I was happy to see, though, is that in the. Alexander Wang ad, he seems to have dyed his hair 
back to sort of more close to its original color, right. but it seems dyed like black in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying out a new do. Right. And it's a very like kind of scumbro meets Fonzie kind of a thing. It's like <laughs> And he's got the leather jacket. Yeah, it's, it's like all, a leather jacket and like place. a t shirt kind of a thing. And then he's like popping a wheelie on this motorbike. Yep. And he did a YouTube video for uh Alex Wang as well. So I don't know if it's going to be part of an official campaign of any kind, but they certainly chose the timing interestingly to drop it. Um Yeah. Oh, you know what else is interesting is so Pete's really good friends with Tan France of Queer Eye, and oh. Kaya was hanging out with Anthony. Right, Anthony Porowski? Mm-hmm. The very hot food man right. on Queer Eye. The hot food man, exactly. So, who knows? We, we'll see when There's a Pete, connection there. There's a connection there, and we'll see when Pete Davidson resurfaces in person on his motorcycle. Vroom, vroom. Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page 6 exclusives. See you then. Snap.